0: Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody, the podcast where we talk with people behind top nonprofit galas and signature fundraising events to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli. And today I am really excited to have Angela Garcia on as a guest. Angela is the co-founder of the Sergio and Angela Garcia Foundation. And it they have a new, relatively new event. It's its second year, but it's one of those rare lightning in a bottle events that really captured some sort of zeitgeist within a community. And it's called Four Kids ATX. And we're really excited to talk with her about about the foundation, about four kids and really you know creating maximum impact to multiple organizations within a community. So with that, Angela welcome and we're so excited to have you on as a guest today.
1: Thank you so much, Rob. I'm ecstatic to be here and and to talk about you know all the good work that we're doing in the community and and all the good work that you're doing as well.
0: I really appreciate that. thank you. So you know talk a little bit about what the mission of your your foundation is.
1: So our foundation is the Sergio and Angela Garcia Foundation, and as you mentioned, our big fundraising event uh, is Four Kids ATX. A little play on words there. Um, four is F O R E for, for an, a nod to golf. Um, but our mission is to help kids in community. Um, that's our biggest goal. We any and all organizations that are are helping children, bettering their lives in you know various ways. Uh, we try to support. And then we just love our community. We love our community of Austin, Texas, um, the state itself, and, and of course, Spain, uh, where Sergio is from. So we, we do a lot of things back in Spain as well. Um, and we've been, you know, we've been really blessed. Sergio and I have both worked really, really hard to get where we are. Um, but we want to do everything we can to give back as much as possible because we, we just feel like that's how we can leave an impact on this world.
0: That's great, and you know because you know you you two have lived you know in Austin for a good period of time. What made the two of you decide Austin was the right community for you?
1: Sure. Well, I'm actually from uh, Central Texas. I grew up in in a, a little town called Marble Falls, which is about uh, an hour outside of Austin. It's actually not so little anymore, but when we moved <laughs> there when i when I was a kid, it was a, a really tiny town and i was so fortunate to grow up there i grew up on a ranch as a true texan i would come home from school and take care of my horses and shovel stalls and and train them and um we had a lot of cows and deer and just had a, an amazing childhood and obviously you know central texas is is so close to my heart and i'm a seventh generation texan but then there's uh, sergio my husband who is from spain he, we joke about it, uh, because I'm a seventh generation. He's probably a thousandth generation Spaniard. Um, <laughs> his family <laughs> has probably been in Spain for literally, uh, thousands of years, but, um, he, he, the first time he came to Austin was in 2015 when he played in the Dell match play for the first time. And we were just friends at the time. We had back actually barely met was back when I was working for NBC and golf channel. And reporting and he he told me that he kind of instantly fell in love with Austin because it it had sort of a a laid back european spanish vibe to him the food scene was amazing the people were really nice like like the people in spain are and then he started coming back you know year after year playing in the Dell match play we started dating he started spending some time here and then we actually didn't move to Austin full time until the beginning of 2022 and um, it just, you know, was kind of instantly love at first sight. I mean, the first year that we moved here, we wanted to do something to to help the community. So we did our our inaugural event in the United States uh, in 2022. We actually had had events in Europe before that, but um we yeah we just we we love Austin we think it's such a wonderful city we think Texas is a great state and I'm just glad that Sergio fell in love with it um, so easily and I didn't have to I didn't have to force him to move to Austin.
0: That's great and you know, so so can you clarify um, had you started a foundation upon moving to Austin or is it something that you had um, you had started previously before you had moved here
1: great question. So no we we had the foundation previously but we most of our work we were doing in Europe. Um we had a found or we have a foundation in Spain and a foundation in Switzerland as well and that is the Sergio Garcia Foundation and Sergio started that, you know, back in about 2000. So that, you know, those foundations have been around for over 20 years and those foundations have raised millions of dollars, um, in both countries. And most of that money has gone to building, um, new like wings and hospitals for, for, you know, x-rays for child cancer patients and, um, to, to give money to research for child cancer, things like that in both countries. Um, again, really impacting, you know, helping children and, and helping the communities that they live in. So that has been highly successful they also um would teach people how to teach golf so they would teach pros how to teach golf with to children with disabilities which i think is really cool because sergio and i are big believers in what the the sport of golf can do for young people it teaches them you know integrity and how to believe in themselves and um how to be positive how to be honest uh those sort of things and you have to have, um, you know, unique skill to be able to teach some people with with uh, certain disabilities, and so we thought that that was really important, and. Then in 2017, we launched the Sergio and Angela Garcia Foundation in the United States, and Sergio was really sweet. He wanted to include my name in that because I was, you know, doing the bulk of the work here in the United States and taking on, you know, all the projects, running the foundation. So we actually have, you know, kind of three separate things going on, but they're all benefiting, you know, the same mission. And um, we're really proud of that, that we can impact, you know, so much in, in different countries.
0: That's a great answer. And I really appreciate how you, you know, how you outline that. I will definitely dive a little bit more into, you know, the, the organizations that you support specifically here. But before we do that, you know, what advice would you give to somebody, you know, because working with, and I work with my spouse, so I understand what that is. What is a piece of advice you would give to someone, you know, looking to do a, some sort of professional collaboration, whether it's a business, whether it's a found nonprofit foundation with your spouse?
1: Well you better have a strong marriage
0: <laughs> before you
1: before you dive into that um I think in all seriousness Sergio and I we really have a great relationship and um we, you know, we laugh a lot and and we have a lot of fun together. And I think that that's helpful because sometimes some of these these issues that that we're talking about that we're facing, some of the you know the organizations that we will go and visit, it, it you see some really difficult things, and some of the topics are really difficult. Um, you know, it it just to hear about you know children that that are going to Dell Children's Medical with these um you know diseases that maybe are are they're never going to be cured or you know things like that it, it's it's really hard to wrap your head around it um so i think you know having that strong relationship being able to be lighthearted when you're away from that is really important and then you have to you know i think if you don't have the same passions and interests that's totally fine i think sometimes that's what makes a marriage work you know you might be completely opposite and opposites attract but if you do have the same passions and interests, then you know, I would harness those and and put your energy if you're going to work together into those passions and intre- and interests, because um, you know, then you'll be working to a common goal. And and I think that'll, you know, make you more successful.
0: Absolutely. It's like the power of two. That like, mm-hmm. like when you were giving that response, I was like, that that's exactly what that is. It's, you know, when you have a joint passion, you can you know, you can really accomplish great things when two minds are and two energies are put behind it. Well, that's fantastic. So, you know, you had, you've talked quite a bit about, you know, various nonprofits and all that. And what I love about what you all do is, is that you're, you know, the event for kids and party and everything that goes around it. It benefits a host of nonprofits, um, you know, it, mostly in the central Texas area. Talk about how you and the foundation team go about selecting those nonprofits that the organization will decide to support.
1: Well, when we were selecting the nonprofits for four kids ATX, it was obviously not an easy task because there are so many deserving um, nonprofits, you know, not just in central Texas, but everywhere. And Instead of creating our own program with the Sergio and Angela Garcia Foundation, we decided to support existing organizations or foundations that were doing great work, um, so we didn't reinvent the wheel. And Dell Children's Medical is you know, one of the best children's hospitals in the entire country. Our son has actually been there twice. Um, he actually had a seizure at school the first time that he went there, and we saw firsthand the kind of care that that they could give and um, just blew us away. We had already started supporting Dell Children's Medical, and it's amazing that how everything comes full circle. And here we were in an ambulance heading to the emergency room with our son, knowing that we were going to a place that does such amazing work, um, and and knowing that you know we're supporting that work. Um, so that that was for us kind of an easy decision. And then there's also Foster Village. Which is a lesser-known organization um, in the Central Texas area, but they are doing equally as incredible um, work. They their motto is is basically every child needs a village beyond the foster system. And one of my best friends uh, they are foster they are foster parents. So this this woman has been my best friend since I was literally eight years old. They now foster children. They have two biological children as well. And I have learned, Sergio and I have learned so much about the foster system through them. And I learned that it's broken. Um, It's cyclical. You see, you know, kids that were in the foster system then have children that end up in the foster system. And there's just not enough support, not only for the children in the foster system themselves, but also for the families who are foster families and, and trying to do this incredible work. So Foster Village basically steps in and they provide everything from A to Z for both foster children and for the families that they are placed with. So if you get a call at 3 a.m. and you have an eight-month-old coming to stay with you and you don't have a crib, you don't have a stroller, you don't have diapers, you can go to Foster Village. They will open their doors 24-7. They will provide you with all of those items at no cost. They're all brand new. They will help you get it set up. And then for the children, that are in the foster system, they will provide new clothes, new shoes. A lot of these kids have never had a pair of brand new shoes. They get to come in, they get to pick a pair of shoes, they get to pick a brand new toy. We've spent quality time at their headquarters with some of these kids. These kids are incredible. They're so deserving of these things. And then they also have a facility at the headquarters that provides therapy, play therapy, traditional therapy for both the children. They're biological parents, and then also the foster families. And maybe, you know, think about it, if you're a biological child of foster parents, and then you have a child come into your home that you've never met before, that could be difficult. And so they even provide um, play therapy and therapy for the biological children of the foster parents. They're just doing incredible work. They're working to expand into other states. I think they're in nine states now, if I'm not mistaken growing tremendously and I just we're we just truly believe in the work that they are doing and in the 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 good um the good change that they are making with the foster system and I'm <laughs> I'll, I'll just quickly explain the other two so I'm on the board of Save Muni which is a golf course Lions Municipal in the heart of Austin Texas 15 high school and middle school teams practice there it's the only affordable golf in the heart of Austin, if we lose that golf course to development, all of these children who would not otherwise have the opportunity to play golf and adults, for that matter, will lose a place to play golf. Um, again, as I mentioned before, Sergio and I have seen firsthand the good that golf does for young people. It gets them outdoors. It's a bit of exercise. You know, They're, they're breathing fresh air. And we're talking about kids that their parents can't afford to go join a, a private country club. This is this is a place that they need. And not only that, it's a beautiful piece of land in the heart of Austin and Austin doesn't have a lot of green space. We're one of the largest cities in the country, yet we have very little green space compared to most other large uh, cities, which most people don't don't know that statistic. And then finally, we support um, the UGLY Foundation, which is a a foundation I started about three years ago. It's an anti-bullying foundation. UGLY is spelled U-G-L-I. It's an acronym that stands for Unique, Gifted, Loved, and Individual. And we are in schools uh, across uh, Central Texas and and working to expand. We have clubs in the schools that are a safe space. They're um, welcoming to anyone it's a place where kids can feel included. Um, and then we also have ugly chats where I go with a co, a co speaker and speak to kids about bullying and the effects that it has on, you know, their peers and just kind of how to combat bullying. Um, and then we also have ugly ambassadors, which are kids who represent our foundation in their schools. They are a safe person to talk to. They can help you find a trusted adult if you are experiencing bullying and our programs are growing we're super excited about everything but i think that you know most people are starting to become aware that bullying is a really big problem um in our society especially now with social media it's exacerbated it used to be you know you and i would when we were in school we'd go to school we we may have somebody who teases us but we'd come home and that would be the end of it yeah. you got a, you know a bit of a break from it now it's never ending with social media and text messages and and everything. So uh, our goal at the Ugly Foundation, our mission is literally to end bullying forever. I, I hope to see a world one day where that's no longer something that our young people, you know, have to be afraid of when they are just trying to go to school to learn.
0: Thank you for sharing your incredible passion for children's, you know, children's causes. One is that, but two is also your generosity because you know one of the things especially for anyone who's who's more of a business oriented listener who listens to this nonprofits work together in unison so the fact that you have you know your own foundation you realize that you do a specific thing really well but there are other things that other nonprofits do well and together you create this wonderful network of you know organizations that can positively impact you know, the community where children are concerned because the medical needs may not be the same needs as bullying needs that are not the same needs as someone in the foster system. And I love how you were so so thoughtful and intentional with the organizations that you picked because it really is a holistic view of what a child may need or experience also with, safe Muni and exercise. You know, and one thing about the passion that question I have for you is, You know, you had mentioned that Sergio started his foundation, Benefiting Children, long before you two ever met. So where does your passion, your joint passion for children, supporting children's causes come from?
1: Well, uh, I mean, Sergio, anyone who's known Sergio since he was a, a young kid will know that he just loves kids. He's that guy who will get on the ground and be rolling around wrestling with the kids in the middle of maybe the, the team or the player dining, you know, at a, at a golf tournament. Um, there's countless stories from other golfers, you know, talking about, I remember when Sergio was 21 years old and he, you know, my son was three and he had him on his shoulders and, and you know, took him around the golf course. And um another story of a, of a golfer who they had an emergency and Sergio just happened to be right there, jumped in the car, rushed them to the hospital, you know, at a golf tournament um because their child was having an emergency. Just again, countless stories like that. Um, he's definitely a child whisperer. Um, he's <laughs> so great with so great with kids. And um, and of course, we have two small children of our own. We have a a five-year-old daughter and a three-year-old son. And we are so blessed to have them. We have, you know, such a, a wonderful family. Um, Sergio is an amazing father. When he's home, he literally packs their lunches for me, you know, every morning and cuts up fruit for them for breakfast and um, you know, makes them eggs or toast, whatever they want. And he's he's such a big help. But um I think our love and and passion for helping children comes from, you know, just for me, it came really from when I started to have nieces and nephews and then my own children and realizing that they are our next generation and we have to take care of them, um, particularly when you talk about the foster system or when it comes to their health. They can't advocate for themselves, we have to be their advocates, um, we have to be there for kids. Again, with bullying it's the same thing. Uh, you know, Their minds are not completely developed, they, they don't understand that what they're seeing on social media is not an accurate depiction of what life is really like. Um, that they don't need to compare themselves to all the perfection that they see on Instagram or wherever it may be. Um, and again, Sergio has just always kind of been that guy who um, who has, you know, this love and passion for kids and animals, for that matter. Um, and he actually told me once that if we had met when we were both about, you know, 22 and and he would have been about 27, that we'd have four or five kids. But we <laughs> met when, when I was 30 and he was 35. So we um, we were a little older. So I think we're going to be done at two kids, but we're going to try to help, you know, as many kids as possible. Hopefully, you know, when it's all said and done, we've helped tens of thousands of children, uh, you know, just lead
0: better lives. Thank you for, sh- you know, for sharing that and, you know, where your passion for children comes from and your, you know, one of the things that living in Austin that you're fortunate about is that the incredible generosity in terms of philanthropy for children's causes really is second to none, I would say, to any other city in the United States where children's causes are concerned. And you, you two in particular, you and Sergio in particular, have really done an amazing job of integrating yourselves into the community, like you said, you really haven't made Austin your full-time home only within the last couple of years. So how has your community involvement with, with multiple causes and you're also going to be dancing. We've actually recorded a segment already for dancing with the stars um, of which Angela is going to be one of the celebrity dancers. So how has that community involvement helped get other community leaders to support for kids, ATX and the work that you're doing?
1: Well, great question, and and first of all, I I could not agree more. Austin is such a generous city. Um, it it, it blows my mind every day, the generosity that I witness um, in this city, and that's a huge reason why we were so comfortable with launching this event and and knowing that we would receive tremendous support for it, and, and, you know, the community came out and did not disappoint last year. We raised over $2 million in our inaugural event, which was incredible. but yeah, Sergio and I are, are really highly involved in a lot of organizations um, you know, across, across Austin. Just, uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, I'm on the board of, of Save Muni. I'm uh, the co-chair of the American Heart Association, one of their um, programs here in Austin. Um, you know, we, we attend numerous events, uh, as many charity events as we can. We try to donate as much as we can. We buy as many auction packages as we can, because there are so many causes that, that we believe in. And um, you know, I, I MC events around town. Sometimes I'll, I'll appear and speak at these events, you know, about, you know, my passion for that, that cause and, as much of that as as I can do and as Sergio can do, we're happy to you know it's donating our time. We feel like is is a, a great way to uh, help the community and and then of course people see us out you know trying to make a difference and I know that that helps. Um, we you know we want to do our part and and I think that people are also helping us and doing their part. There's no doubt about that and we're just really blessed to have some amazing friends. Uh, in in Austin that are really, really generous, that get the word out. We have amazing friends across the country who will be, you know, attending the event uh, at the beginning of December for Kids ATX. And, um, but no doubt you, you, you make a great point, Rob, that, that as much as you can be involved in the community, it's great because, because then people see you, you know, out doing your part and, and it, I think um, inspires them to want to, to want to do the same.
0: Absolutely. And when you do that, and I've noticed that really here is when you put yourself out there and then you make an ask, other people will give it in kind. And it's it's not about I've got a name and I just show up. And I know of plenty of nonprofit organizations throughout the state who, or throughout the country that do that. And they're not effective because they're not doing the passionate and tireless work that you do and that Sergio does every day, and it's it's noted and it's seen. So anyone, you know, if you're looking to have like like a a major name as a headliner. They've got to be. They've got to be doing the work, and they've got to be able to connect to the cause to make the event successful. It, it's a combination of those things. That is a factor, but it is certainly not the factor, and it's got to be stewarded in a really effective way, like Angela and Sergio do with four kids. And you know, I think this would be a good time to kind of talk about. What people can expect because it, it's really it's a two day extravaganza is what I'm going to call it. So you know, talk a little bit about you know what what goes on during those two days and what people can expect at this year's for kids.
1: Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for that compliment. Um, we Sergio and I try to do as much as we can. We're not perfect, but um, but we're trying. So thank you for that. Um, well, four kids ATX, as you said, is a two-day event. Um, we we don't do anything small, um, and of course, we're in Texas, <laughs> so go, go big or go home. Um, on On Friday, December first, we have party, which is P A R T E E. Another nod to golf, and that is our big, you know. Um, gala with uh, the live auction and the concert and delicious food and things like that. Um, and people can just expect a really fun night. That night is about um, food and friendship and music and raising great money for great, you know, charities, great organizations. Um, that's the night where we want people to open up their wallets. Uh, they'll see the stories that that we're telling this year, um, some of the interviews that we did uh, bring your tissues because yeah. there's going to be a lot of tears. Um, I'm, I'm particularly, uh, excited for people to see the story of Maureen Molak. Her son, um, unfortunately took his life because of bullying oh, and, um, you know, a, a amazing kid, bright kid, super involved, loved basketball. Um, and, He just was relentlessly bullied and and couldn't take it anymore. But she took such a terrible tragedy and turned it into something positive. And and her and her husband created the David's Legacy Foundation. And uh, she's the reason why there's been legislation passed in the state of Texas that makes the online bullying of a minor illegal. It's a class A misdemeanor to bully a minor online in the state of Texas. And now David's Law 2.0 was just passed recently and that requires um all schools all public schools in the state of Texas to have an organization that addresses bullying and the David's Legacy Foundation is um i guess backing up and and um supporting ugly clubs in schools to be that organization so we're working hand in hand just another example i think of organizations working together um, you know it's not we're not competing even though our our mission is similar, and and we're trying to raise money for the same thing. We're not competing; we're working together hand in hand. I think that's something that people should always remember, because sometimes it feels like in the the philanthropy world, um, you know, there's a little bit of competition when really I think the end goal. It's just to all do something good. So that's something that people can see um, on that Friday night. It's going to be a great night. We have a a huge musical guest, Breland, coming to play, who he's an amazing country singer and can basically do any genre of music. Um, He's great at covers. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And he's bringing a special guest and then on December second, that morning we'll have the golf tournament and a holiday uh, shopping boutique for anyone who doesn't want to play golf. Um, we'll have IVs for people on the driving range in case you need an IV after the party on uh, on Friday night. We oh, want to yeah. that, you're, <laughs> that you're good to go. Um, but we have some incredible. Yeah, we're we're thinking of everything, Rob. We um we'll have some incredible uh, golfers there. We'll have obviously Sergio Garcia, we'll have Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Harold Varner III, um, a lot of really amazing golfers, and then also some non-golf celebrities participating as well. And that's just going to be another fun day, some more opportunities to raise money. And then we'll have a little 19th hole party after that. And, um, you know, close it out with a bang and and just say thank you to everyone who's there and and who participated. But it's going to be a great event. And just the the main goal is to raise as much money as possible for these incredible
0: organizations that we are so passionate about. So I love how you, I mean, that's a lot of fun stuff and I'm glad you give people an extra boost to get them over the finish line <laughs> if needed. I, that's probably <laughs> the most genius thing I've ever heard of anyone having <laughs> at an event, but in all seriousness. So, um, you know, to raise $2 million in your first year is really incredible. And I know that a lot of that a lot of that can stem from having effective tribute videos. So like when you were talking about, you know, one of the tribute videos this year in terms of, you know, that really creating an emotional impact, what advice would you give to an organization? Because there are so many people that would be worthy of having a video tribute. What is a piece of advice you would give to somebody in selecting the right, you know, the right tributes or the right testimonial videos during the program for you know, for, and, you know, for a specific
1: audience. I think that that's a really great thing to, to think about. I mean, the, the, the videos, the stories, the, the tribute videos, as you said, they're really important because that's the opportunity for the people who are in attendance to see what their money is, is going towards. And, um, first of all, the people that you use have to be comfortable, you know, with sharing their story, um, to the world, but, you have to, you know, you have to pull at people's heartstrings. That's, that's how you really get people to, um, to understand what, you know, what's going on, uh, you know, in the world, maybe things that they don't know about. Um, I've been to, I've been to numerous events where I didn't know much and then about, you know, kind of what, what was happening with that particular organization. And then I saw the video and it just opened my eyes completely. And, um, I understood and and wanted to give even more because of that. Um, so when selecting the story, I mean, definitely, definitely think about, is this going to accurately depict, you know, what, what you're supporting if you choose to support our organization.
0: That's a really, that's a great answer. And that's really kind of the thing to kind of look for. I mean, there, there are so many aspects, but I love how succinctly you you kind of laid all that out. And I think that's, you know, and I know we're running running a little short on time here, but I did want to end with one question. And that is, you know, you, you've hosted events and you've been a guest at events. What is one thing all successful nonprofit events have in common?
1: Ooh, tough one. Um, I think that the one thing that all successful nonprofit events have in common is that they allow people to have that combination of having a great time, but never forgetting why you're there. Um, and I think that those videos that we're talking about, those stories is the perfect example uh when, when you can show people that we can have a really, really good time, but also take this opportunity to raise a ton of money for this organization i think that's when you kind of um you know hit the jackpot if you will um and uh i think there's multiple events in austin that do a really really great job of that uh several come to mind and we just want our event you know to to be one of those and to continue to grow every year and and again the, the people in austin have been so generous and we're
0: truly truly grateful for that well oh. Ending on gratitude, I think, is, is a great way to end a segment. So Angela, I'm grateful for you for, for taking the time today. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And the second annual 4 ATX benefiting the Sergio and Angela Garcia Foundation, will be held on December 1st and 2nd, 2023 in Austin, Texas. For more information, please visit forekidsatx.org. And that will do it for this episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care.